0: Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Do The Woo, the WooCommerce Builder Podcast, episode 239. Oh!
1: Woo! Woo!
0: This show is brought to you by Yoast SEO, where you can unlock some fantastic tools and features for the SEO of your client's Woo shop and MindSize, your partner for the handoff of maintenance and optimization for the client Woo sites you build. I'll tell you more about a pod friend later in the show. But today we are talking CBD, cannabis, hemp, that entire industry with the bird's eye view, the challenges and vision, as well as the opportunities for WooCommerce builders. Listen in as Kathy and Ronald pull some great insights, tips and knowledge from longtime WordPresser, Tyler Lau.
1: Welcome to another episode of Woo Visions. This is the podcast that talks about the future of e-commerce, specifically with WooCommerce. And I'm here with my co-host, Ronald Giselle. Ronald, how are you doing today?
2: I'm great. It's so nice to to hear you and see you as well.
1: Yeah, good to see you again. And we have a very special guest. Um, This is someone that if you've been in the WordPress space even for a half a minute, you know this person. You've met this person at a WordCamp, and you were charmed. <laughs> at least I was charmed. Um, Tyler Tyler Lau is um, has been a face at uh, WordCamps for as long as I've been around them, and he um, has worked with Sandhills uh, Development, which you may know from tons of products such as Easy Digital Downloads, Affiliate WP, uh, Restrict Content Pro so many different products that have really made their mark in WordPress. Um, after uh, Sandhills was purchased by Awesome Motive, Tyler, you started doing sort of your own thing. What have you been up to since that sort of pin in the map?
3: Thank you, Kathy. Uh, Ronald, great to meet you. I appreciate you guys inviting me onto the podcast. And yes, you're absolutely right, Kathy. Um You know, those very nice warm words, thank you very much for that. But yes, uh, I have jumped away from WordPress a little bit while quietly keeping my hands and eyes entirely involved in WordPress. what I have been doing is I've jumped over into the legal cannabis uh, market and started learning more about their challenges and difficulties as that market continues to develop, uh, particularly in North America. And to be honest, it's happening in about 15 to 19 other countries around the world at the moment as well. And they're going through very similar challenges that um, I have found that technology can be uh, alleviate some of those issues, or we are aware of some problems that this industry is not aware of entirely. And it does affect them due to the fact that we have these things called e-commerce and online marketing, and these all th- are things that affect uh, their businesses greatly. And many of them are not paying attention to it yet. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Now, I drive around. I live in Texas now, um, and I've lived in California and Arizona. California, I was there where you know there was obviously a huge industry. But even in Texas, I drive around and there's CBD stores everywhere. Everywhere, um, can you? Yeah, it's like it's definitely a. Um, it's sprouting up all over the country at least from my you know anecdotal experience. But there's different types of of cannabis that's available um, depending on jurisdictions. Can you kind of give an overview of what's happening legislatively across at least North America?
3: Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. So um, CBD is derived from the hemp plant, and hemp and cannabis are very much related. They're in the same family, and basically one has been trained to lower the amount of THC, the psychoactive compound, um, uh, through agriculture techniques, and the other one is through agriculture techniques is made to have very high amounts of THC com- um, components to it, and these are the psychoactive active aspects. So at a federal level, the CBD, the cannabinoids have been legalized. It's a, it's allowed for you to use in oils, infusions, topicals, all type of variety of products. Um, you know, research is still continually being done. There's a lot of medical value to it. Uh, I am also careful to say that I won't say it fixes everything because I, I believe it's similar to like, along the lines of ibuprofen and some other qualities. But they have some other things that the regular anti-inflammatory stuff cannot do as well. So CBD is very popular. And because of that, it's kind of like the stepping stone to the hemp industry, which would have a lot of variety of uh, byproducts, paper, plastics, uh, synthetic plastics made that are biodegradable out of hemp. A whole bunch of industries can kind of come from that. So the CBD businesses are all kind of popping out in sense of a validation towards this industry. And as it's federally legal and uh, for CBD, you see this across almost every single state. And it's up to pretty much the municipalities or the states themselves to decide if they want to go with it or without it. So for example, you live in Texas, you have no legal cannabis of any kind there, and um, at this moment. Um, but at the same time, you can have CBD stores all over the place. And interestingly, CBD stores face some of the similar problems that cannabis faces in terms of e-commerce and online marketing as well, which is kind of interesting.
1: Interesting. Okay. And so what are some of these challenges that, um, let's talk about the e-commerce space specifically. Um, what are some of the challenges that that anyone selling any kind of cannabinoid product might be facing? Um,
3: so the biggest problem is if you have an online presence, uh, what are you allowed to say? What are you allowed to sell? Um, is it dependent on the tools that you use that allow you to sell? Is it dependent on the state that allows you to sell? Is it dependent on the country? Uh, are there regulatory institutions that, uh, guide what you can and cannot sell? So let's start with something that's simple, more like CBD. I can sell this across any country. All right, great. Now I have to check if any of my tools allow me to sell it. Not all hosting companies are comfortable with this kind of stuff. They still see this as uh, um, high-risk business, and will put it under that category. And this is CBD, not cannabis even. So let's just say that some of these uh, hosting companies are more comfortable with it. Then you have to find payment solutions. You have to find... uh, um, different tools that are okay with using, letting you use these um, products, uh, I, I mean, having them on your store for, for sale and whatnot. So at the end of the day, I don't feel like the platforms honestly care. It's their relationships with the payment process processors that have the biggest influence on what your site can and cannot do, almost more so than even the state um, or federal government. Um, the biggest restrictions are who's allowed to pay- process your online payments or even in your store, because a lot of these stores will have online shops, right? And whether it's in the physical store or on the online store, they need to process payments. Um, and some of them, I've seen one creative uh, group, they use like WooCommerce, for example, to to online order in the dispensary while you're walking around, Um and it's all electronic payment. So you don't, there is no cash involved. There's no terminals. You do it all on your phone inside the shop. So there are lots of little cools, cool ways to go around it. But at the end of the day, does your payment processor allow you to use this? For example, Stripe, PayPal, out of the question. The the entry barrier of entry to get into these um, uh, solutions to, to have payment processors is like, Five times more complicated than a a regular business applying for payment processing. You know, you can go to different tools. You just apply, you know, from paperwork, you submit a couple forms and you're done. And for the cannabis CBD site, it's like 10 times that almost. Um, So there is no convenient little API. It's all dependent on exactly what they sell. So if you were like a hosting company, you're like, oh, I want to partner with a payment processor for, for cannabis. It's it'd be simply a referral system because at this point there's so much vetting behind that business that we um, that the payment processor would have to do uh, if they're careful. If they're not, they'll take anybody and they're probably using a lot of shady tools. So the biggest challenge is these businesses are using payment processors that they think are legit and they're pulling out from the rug from out under them. Either they're, they're relabeling low risk tools as viable solutions for these businesses. They operate for six months. The underwriters at the bank say, hey, hey, hey wait a second, where, where, who is this green leaf? solutions, medical, green red, green cross kind of thing going on here. We're a low solution. And they'll pull that plug immediately. So not only does the payment solution who try to resell that, that system, uh, are they in trouble? And the business at the end of the day, they get their payment solution pulled out from them and they don't even know why. And it's because the reseller, the payment solution, because lots of times you can't go directly to like how we can go to Stripe or PayPal directly, some of these solutions, they need several layers of, of, uh, of separation, which is in its own right kind of scary and shady too. That's really interesting and
2: it's really nice overview of, uh, of the industry, but I'm now starting to get very curious of what your involvement is in, in all of this, this overview, uh, holistic overview of the CBD and cannabis industry.
3: Uh, yeah, thank you for asking that. Um, basically, I decided to learn more about this industry. I knew that it was budding and there are a lot of issues going on and a lot of issues happening that weren't even related to the technology or e-commerce side. So about six months ago, I started looking around at different business associations in different states and whatnot and started getting involved with conversations of what these problems were, including like track and trace from uh, uh, from the seeds all the way up to the growing process, to the cultivation, and distributed all the way to the dispensaries and to the individual customers. So finding these businesses ha- who have no idea what like GDPR is, um, they don't know what what privacy law is, or if or if the solutions that they're using um, for CRMs or whatever, if they have like for example SLA agreements, you know, for service level agreements to make sure that their stuff's up. Um, do they know much about database, you know, management? I don't know much about it, but I know people who do, but I know some basic questions are like, (laughs) your stuff's not going across state lines, right? Your medical patients are like in your area. And for example, Washington state got in big trouble because their track and trace solution was caught. Um, their, their information was getting out of state and they're getting receiving information from medical patients in other states. In Washington. So these are examples of the the infancy of this market and industry and the challenges that they're facing. So a lot of these regular business owners don't know what's going on. So my involvement is I've been finding um, solutions in the WordPress space and saying, hey, you should talk to these guys because you're dealing with this problem very seriously. And it's about to become a lot bigger of a problem if you don't deal with it in this manner or this manner. Fortunately, you know, these marketers will know how to change all your language, that it's effective, but you're not saying all the words that you can't say. So in that sense, I have really positioned myself to become an industry facilitator in that sense. And uh, for my day job, I do work for a payment processor that I um, that I managed to build a partnership with at Sandhills Development for Affiliate WP. And uh, over time, I learned from them and I, they asked me to join them. That's I, I did so, and they're one of the very, very few. And what I mean by very few, I am talking about out of three or four in the country that are viable solutions.
2: So, who are they then? Who is it you are working for?
3: So, I work for a company called Joint Venture Pay. Um, we, we, and I can't help but to laugh a little bit at the name. <laughs> uh, and I, funny enough, the the CEO who created the name out of the desperate need of like. For example, a lot of businesses were getting screwed out of payment processors. So uh, she was in a hard place, California wildfires, her house burnt down. She says, you know what? I'm going to make a really good payment processor. Uh, maybe not the prettiest of technologies, but the, it's the integrity that they have that really separates them. They donate 10% of their profits. They you know, they did it because everyone lost, they lost their home and business and then people were calling them saying, we're having trouble with payment processor. We're getting gouged all, of, all over the place. So they do a lot of charity type of really good um, quality work, and so that resonated with me. And about five or six years ago, they opened a sister company to handle the high risk business side, and that includes like paraphernalia, ancillary products, CBD, delta eight, uh, and medical and, and recreational cannabis. So, so the name was there
2: first, and that's when <laughs> <laughs> part two was to uh, go into the high risk uh, categories. Exactly,
3: exactly, and that's called joint venture pay. Um, people can talk to me about it, but you know, uh, I also wanted to be able to share quality information with with what you guys want to know too. And is it only available in the US? Is
2: that where the the because you earlier you shared that um, other countries are also facing um, similar problems when selling um, CBD and cannabis. But from your the the, the company you work for, is that um, mainly U.S. focused?
3: At the moment, it is U.S. focused. Um, but they have a, an interesting f- um, philosophy that they pursue. And it is any solution that they haven't found, they actively start trying to find it. Um, I won't name which countries uh, due to NDA, but um, we do have some some partners that are working with several countries with their track and trace solutions uh, for the regulatory aspect, right? And these countries also need payment solutions. And at this point, they're talking at national government levels. So while we've had a couple entry conversations, I I wasn't sure if little Tyler could be a supplier of like an entire nation for payment processing. That would be pretty cool. But we are having those conversations. At the moment, it is only in the U.S. We're looking desperately to get into like canada um and a couple of other countries but it takes a a few more conversations and possibly a few laws to change for that to happen yeah
0: (laughs) hey everyone bob wp dropping into the show for a short break to tell you more about our two pod friends and to thank them for their amazing support it's a fact yoast seo works seamlessly with woocommerce and whether it's for yourself or your clients Yoast unlocks extra tools, features, and SEO for some serious online selling and competition. The products will stand out in search results while you get the best practice SEO on the technical side. And to top that off, you are not alone. Their e-commerce SEO training is included with the purchase of Yoast SEO to help you and your clients learn how to get the most out of the features it includes. Just visit Yoast.com and boost up the discovery of you or your client's online shop. If you build WooCommerce sites, whether you're a freelancer, small business, or agency, often optimization and maintenance is not something in your game plan. When you hand off the site to your clients, the last thing you want to happen is a disruption with their business and their sales, but MindSize has you covered. Now, what's cool about MindSize is that their team of experts will take care of anything from a small site to a complex WooCommerce store. Giving your clients peace of mind when their customers place an order on their site is such an important piece of the relationship. So keep your clients happy and send them to MindSize for that exceptional service they deserve. You can find them at MindSize.com. Make sure and check out both of these pod friends. And now let's get back to the show.
1: Are you starting to see, you know, obviously, California and Colorado, some of these states have really been groundbreaking in terms of some of their legislative changes. Are you starting to see this happen in other in other states where you might not expect it?
3: Yes, Um, it's. It's a little bit of the wild, wild west right now in this space. And uh, you get these interesting attitudes of different states saying, we want to do it our way. But we like how that state did it a little bit, but not those other states. So there's a lot of picking and choosing at the moment. Um, And, for example, (laughs) Oklahoma said, we're going to let everyone do this. And so, right off the bat, they issued like fourteen thousand growing licenses in a state in the in the Midwest. where it's like, how uh, how many growers do you need? You know, like Missouri's got just like a few dozen growers, um, and they have a larger population than Oklahoma, I believe. So it's it's just like those kind of things where you're like, hey, are, are you guys really copy and pasting, or are you guys kind of doing your own thing? So the good, some of the good states, for example, like Colorado, they've just made like. Tons and tons of money. I have friends who in other industries, electrical engineers and whatnot. They're all their jobs are going to Colorado. They're like, "Hey, we're doing electrical systems for entire schools, public buildings, facilities." I'm like, "That's great," and I'm like, "Hey, you've been doing this for a couple of years now. All your projects go to Colorado," and he's like, "It's because they have money. They have pot money from their taxes to pay for all of this stuff." So, how the states handle their legislation is 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 very telling of how much the end price will end up going to the customer. And that has a big impact on the black market effect of cannabis. And that has been one of the other challenges of this. Or states are getting too regulated and the end cost gets pushed to consumers. The growers and dispensaries make zero money or they lose money. And everything everyone thinks they're doing great but the regulatory aspects are, are too tough or too stringent or they're taxed too much and the end cost gets pushed down to the customer. The customer's like, why would I pay seventy dollars for that when I can go back to my old guy down the street for fifty? So we we're like, well, just pay the twenty more twenty dollars more so we can have taxes and roads and schools and stuff like that. You know, and that's a that's a hard thing to convince people of when the prices are that drastic in some states, right? But again, these are state-by-state state things. Like you go to, for example, Oregon. Um, I had a former Sandhills uh, co-worker in Oregon and I would visit regularly Could a co-worker and I would kind of scout out all these places and see what's going on in the market. They're oversaturated. It's the cheapest suite I've ever seen. And it's fantastic. It's incredible. I'm just like, wow, this is great. Why do you have so much? Why? It's suspiciously cheap. And... and what did you guys do? And it just turns out that there's there's too many growers. So but they're a much more established state than like Oklahoma. They I think are down to maybe about ten or twelve thousand growers from fourteen, which is still a lot, and they're having a lot of trouble getting rid of it. So there's now a plethora of black market stuff from Oklahoma too. So these are another one of the real challenges of how you deal with this. And um, how does this industry work with law enforcement? So you know, there are a lot of new budding challenges that go into that. And do they have access to the e-commerce side of it? Uh, do you need licenses and regulatory aspect? Uh, how does the taxation work? So these are all like some someday someone's going to make a WooCommerce calling and that's going to be dependent on the cannabis taxations and those nuances for like all the states. I'm sure someone will do that.
1: If it's going to happen, it's going to happen in the WordPress yeah. space. That's for sure. Um are you seeing opportunity for people who work with WooCommerce, people who work with WordPress to be more of service in this industry with with the tools that we have now?
3: Absolutely. So, for example, I have sought out a couple marketing agencies to partner with um, to that focus on WordPress. And I was trying to say, hey, I'm in a couple cannabis business associations. Uh, there are always people looking for new tools and solutions. Can we talk about could you, could you be one of the people I refer them to? And they're like, oh, we, we don't know about this. We don't know what words we can and can't use. Uh, you know, keywords and, and those little things. So, like, we've got the system down. I'm like, well, there are also other things that you cannot do in this industry that no one will tell you. And your marketing tools will backfire. So there are little nuances that like a lot of the marketers, unless you're already in the space, you won't know, but they're pretty easy to figure out. For example, um, you can't openly say this is for cannabis for pure consumption and I use it and I will smoke it and I will, it will have medical effect or it'll have a recreational effect. If you have an e-commerce site and you actually sell that, you have a payment processor the crawlers on the payment process will go through your site and they will block you and like immediately wow. for having stuff like that on there sure. And that's ironic because you could be a medical dispensary and you have to be careful of what you say. Now you'll see websites that have all that stuff on there, but they're oftentimes blogs and, and on blogs you can say whatever you want. There's, there's oftentimes not a lot of actual transactional e-commerce going on in there so, you know so if that's the case, then that's a little different. Now, some payment processors are a little more easygoing with it, and they don't really pay attention. And they're like, yeah. And those are the ones that are kind of red flags, too, if they're not stringent about their due diligence. Um, so in terms of opportunity, there's tons. Uh, I'm waiting for hosting companies to, to um, kind of go easier on their policies for cannabis and CBD and hemp. Uh, I'm confident that hemp will become one of those large industrious plants for our our economy one day. Uh, At a global level, hopefully, like paper can be taken care of with hemp. A lot of textiles can be taken care of with hemp. Uh, You know, hemp oils and using different byproducts to make like plastics, containers, the things that in grocery stores, all the disposable little packaging things. A lot of that can be done with hemp. So we're just kind of waiting for this to all happen. And watching different players within the uh, the WordPress space, for example, developers. They always need developers to make modifications for cannabis sites, and a lot of these people have no idea what they're doing. Um, in the sense, like I, I see people still using Wix trying to run their their um, dispensaries from, and very quickly they're like, "Oh, we have to find something else." For some reason, we're not. It's not working, and we're not sure why. Or, or um, the ones who are. I've asked about, so what do you do with like your members or your clients at your cannabis dispensary? Uh, I was like, oh, we just have them all on a written list and we just like email it all back to each other back and forth. I was like, okay, well, it's all internal. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you aware of like, you know, privacy law and like how you're supposed to handle some of that stuff. And they're like, no, you just email people, right? And I'm like, so when you email your people, do you just like do a blast to all of them or do you use an email tools like, Oh, we just got one. Cause people didn't like when I had like a hundred emails, I was like, Oh my goodness. Like, I don't even know what to say here. <laughs> like, uh, I was like, so many things happened that I'm just like, Ooh, just anxious about it. So back to your question, Ronald, is there opportunity for WordPress industry players, uh, and individuals, freelance marketers, whatever it may, may be, maybe, to play in this space, absolutely. In fact, I'm not sure why they're not there right now. Um, a lot of these play- people are using tools that they're not familiar with. Uh, and a lot of these sites require not a tremendous amount of custom work, but the, the box, you know, the prepackaged, the uh, solutions that are out there oftentimes are not entirely compatible with the problems that this industry has. And that's, that's, at the end of the day, what I have to say about it. And that's where the WordPress people have room to play in here because we modify and tweak every little aspect of it. Uh, we, ha- we can hire someone to, like, manage your whole site for specific purposes. You can have someone else do, like, for these very specific purposes. And when you start conveying that to someone who has um, a business and they're still using, like, square for their payment processor and they're trying to use like square to do some of their their paperwork and suddenly they pull out from under them they can't modify their site how they wanted to they can't change the things that they want they can't add the things that they wanted to in the same freedom or um power that we would have um this is where we have a place to play the wordpress players very much so
2: yeah i sense the um the problems we're trying to solve are so huge, but they're so also individual to different merchants and developers. And then, depending on where you are based, uh, where you're selling, do you think, in this case, developers looking at the opportunity become wary of that? And maybe think, mm, actually, I'm just going to play it safe, I'm just going to step away from it just in case. And f- for somebody like you to communicate the opportunity and also the the clarity on, on, on the laws, what you can and can't do or to, to what extent is actually a really big part of that. And I know you can speak to hundreds and thousands, but maybe we need more people like you to, you know, from both both sides and, and bring the, uh, the merchant, the e-commerce business owner uh, and the developer together and say, hey, these are the problems we try to solve. That is absolutely right. Let's get, let's do it because yeah, <laughs> is the, the, the opportunity is only going to grow
3: from, for, from what I sense. You're absolutely right. And you mentioned specifically the problem of it's daunting because every business is so case-by-case case at this point. If, for example, if, if you bring out a new product and say, we're also going to sell topical, topical solutions for, for cannabis, the payment processor may have some rule where like, oh, we're not sure what that is, so we're going to just say no. And the business owner has to decide: Do I find a new payment processor, or do I not make that product? Right. Yeah.
2: What do you go next? What What
3: What is the next step? Yeah. And who do you ask? Yeah. And who do we ask? So for for some of our clients, we've loaded them up with like four or five payment processors. The ones that do a huge spectrum of th- of, of products are like. Not one tool can do it all. Like if you also sell CBD, some oddly, some of the cannabis payment solutions were like, yeah, we don't do CBD. I'm like, but it's that kind of part of that, the cannabis plant too. You don't do CBD, but you sell medical marijuana or elite recreational marijuana. Like, yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm like, all right then. Okay. Well, this dispensary also sells CBD tinctures and I have to find another solution to to plug into there. So, Developers, what challenges does this do, does this provide for them? They may not be familiar with the context and situation. So it's up to myself and the business owner to kind of convey these challenges to them. Um, but over time, I think it's not as difficult as you would think for the developer because the business owner at the end of the day knows what states they can and can't sell in they would already have the payment processor and like a gateway or something, and they would need an integration built. So that's like the biggest area that I've seen the need for, for developers is just like some API integrations between a couple tools here and there. Um, now are there some that exist? I actually have found some, uh, uh, on the repository that are okay and do work. Um, but there are always custom solutions. So that's why I was kind of thinking about, well, maybe I should talk to Codable or something and make that available with them as they have a plethora of experts that uh, would have the chops to put something like this together with appropriate uh, instructions. So um, other areas that developers have to play is like, remember I mentioned there was a, a dispensary that you walked in, you go to their website via QR
2: code. I was going to ask about that. To talk us through that solution what um, because it seems a bit of a, a part in person payment POS um, but then on an individual it's like placing your, your food order at the table and then table t- number 12 and it comes over uh, anytime. That's pretty much
3: it to, For example, this was a medical dispensary so when you go in you already check within your medical ID and they have you on file. So you've logged in and say you've purchased from this place before. So if you're a recurring customer, you go there, you log into the site, you or you scan the QR code, takes you there, you log in. And they have like, it's it's live. What they have in the store is live. And if they sell it, you can see the quantity, like the stock number go down by one unit after you pay for it, right? So you add it to your cart, you're looking around, you scan, scan, add to your cart. And then when you're ready to check out, you hit it and you walk up to the counter and they're like, here you go. But that technology can be used for so many other... It
2: could be for so many other things. So it's... But it's weird how... So how did they solve it?
3: Is that using WooCommerce? I think they... So I think they used WooCommerce just from afterwards. I went to the site and looked at it. Um, But I think they just used WooCommerce for like part of the checkout stuff, uh, specifically with the QR codes and cart adding aspect. Now again at the end of the day I'm not a developer so I'm not quite sure how they did this and I was also a little surprised cuz like I feel like this is there should be some out of the box stuff like this too um so why did they go that far into building all that but as I looked around for the all the you know box solutions of they're also quite quite expensive like absurdly expensive um so I could see why someone would hire a developer to do this i was like okay you might be able to get that for a couple thousand maybe five six thousand dollars and some of these other solutions that didn't look that good were like it's totally reasonable it's twenty five thousand dollars a year for a license per location I'm like, uh-huh. that's kind of a lot like ouch right and just like the numbers in this area everyone knows that there's money in here but they're they're doing it so quickly that they're charging absorbent prices like you, you want to have a grow operation and a cultivation. Well, the license is going to be a couple hundred thousand dollars for that issued by the state or something. So there's a lot of these little difficulties and barriers of pricing that come, come up. And that's why I feel like um, oftentimes there's WordPress solutions that can kind of come in and fix some of this stuff, particularly with the online stuff and and whatnot. I know some of them have tried to, CBD stores have tried to use Square and they can do some stuff, uh, but Square also doesn't really allow a lot of these businesses to open new accounts. They, we're actually a, a Square reseller and it's it's interesting to see how they operate. I feel like they're, they're backpedaling consistently. Year after year, they're backpedaling a little bit. So I'm finding that more CBD businesses are like not wanting to use them. Uh, and now they're looking for other solutions like, well, you know, we use these platform solutions and we pay a monthly fee and then they say we can't do this and then we can't do this. Or or for some reason, we want to be able to speak to our customers in this manner and they won't let us do this. The marketing tools that they provide prevent us from doing these things. And that's like where a lot of the WordPress solutions come in. You can plug in all kinds of different tools and just do it yourself. And it's cool to see like these uh, these businesses really taking on their marketing uh tools. Uh for example, in Kansas City there's a lady um who has a, a really nicely ceramic artist and her business is called Wandering Bud um, wanderingbud.com. And a couple years ago she was trying to find payment solutions and she used PayPal and PayPal rejected her uh, one. They hadn't caught on that she was selling ceramic um uh, accessories but they didn't like the word bud in her name. BUD was enough of an issue for PayPal to shut her down. Wow, that's extraordinary. It, yeah, and so after that, I reached out to her and I was like, hey, I might be able to help you. And sure enough, now uh, I, uh, I have an account with she, with her. So Yeah,
2: well, great opportunity for... Uh... Yeah, wow.
3: Yeah, it's really cool, but also really challenging. And so that's why again, just so many little spots for for marketers, developers, um uh site like people just like manage sites. And and that that is like a, a really common uh, solution that I think would be available. Cause a lot of these business owners, at the end of the day, they just want to be able to to grow their product, to work on their products, to sell their products, and they don't want to have to do much site work. They just want to have their tools work. And I think that's where our our industry has a perfect place to play in.
1: Definitely. Are you seeing, like in some of the states, in some of the jurisdictions where you're seeing more mature or a maturing of the cannabis business, are you seeing things develop there that can be useful – in some of these growing markets that like perhaps just had legalization across the board? Are you seeing things that people can learn from?
3: Absolutely. Uh, The more mature markets, uh, let's just say the West Coast in that sense, and then Colorado. But Colorado doesn't necessarily have the technology powerhouse that, say, like Washington and California has. Um, uh, So what I mean by that is there are companies developing tools, POS systems. Uh, they're, they're developing um, incredible bits of e- equipment and whatnot uh, that will be used in these newer states and, and such. So one of some of the trends that are happening are, are watching more legislative issues that are happening in the more mature states and watching the drawbacks of those, um, in terms of like the technology that would be a little more relevant for like our industry and whatnot, not as much because it's the internet and you can go find stuff pretty quickly. Right. Uh, you can be in Arkansas or something and f- figure out like what the latest tools that the dispensaries in California are, are using. That's not too hard to do, but the real lessons are, um, uh, for example, how the state, Regulates these industries and and the spe- particularly the infancy of how it launches. How does it come to fruition? Is there are there are the committees or the Senate or the bills that are passing? Are they so cumbersome that the first year of recreational they just timed it wrong and no one could get their crops right and it just messed up and people lost a whole lot of money and they stumbled into the next year of legalization. That's what Missouri did, and that was a. A lot, of, a lot of industry players are very, very upset uh, with that in, in that state, in Missouri. So um, does that happen? Yes, all the time um, in the mature markets uh, states. Other types of lessons from those, like the thing, people pay attention to the things that they like. Like, for example, Colorado has a great you know They made a lot from taxes. I think New York's done pretty well, too, this year, and they're relatively new on that. And so that's the part that um, the newer states want to hear. Um, but again, population and all the different laws that are already existing, and then the, the mindset of their political climate has a huge impact of what the day-to-day will end up being for that state.
1: Gotcha. Wow. This is so fascinating. There's so much to learn. And you're, you've got your finger on the pulse of all of this going on, not just in the United States, but worldwide. And I, for one, am going to keep a tab on you, Tyler, and watch what's <laughs> going on because this is, this is, you know, I've really, I get excited about new technologies and new ways of kind of bringing old knowledge back. Um, so this seems to be just sort of a perfect intersection of something that people have known sort of on the underground that was a useful tool for, for healing and therapeutics. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how this becomes more mainstream and how technology, specifically in the WordPress world, can make that happen. So if other people want to keep tabs on you, where should they find you?
3: Yeah, they can find me at uh, tylerloud.me. Or they can uh, go to Joint Venture Pay, um, jointventurepay.com. That's our payment solution. You can always reach me there if you need, like, technical assistance. And I'm there as a knowledge resource. You don't need to use my payment services. Obviously, you can if if you're a business and you need to. That's fine. But um, as a sounding board or more insight on what that – payment processor landscape looks like. So you can reach me on there Twitter you can find me Tyler Maximus Lau. Um and then uh I also have a little passion project called Function House and you can uh, find me there at shop function house. Um that's the Instagram handle shop function house. Um and you can reach me on there talk to me about anything WordPress, cannabis, cannabis solutions, whatever it might be. I'm there.
1: Excellent. Well, on behalf of Ronald, uh, thank you so much for joining us on Visions. It was so great to hear about what you're up to, and I am looking forward to future success with your venture. Thanks, Tyler.
3: Thank you so much, Kathy. Thanks for having me on today. Hey,
0: everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to today's show. I'd like to give one more shout out to our two pod friends. To ensure both you or your client's products stand out and compete in search results, Yoast SEO has you covered at yoast.com. And make your life easier with your client sites and check out mindsize.com as your team will take care of a lot of the after-project worries for your clients with solid maintenance and optimization services. You can keep on top of everything do the woo by simply going to do the woo.io slash subscribe. And until next time, keep on doing the woo.